Broadway Sword Podcast, the hockey podcast that talks about Buffalo Sabres and New York Rangers hockey, hosted by John Scuza. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Broadway Sword Podcast. I am your host, John Scusa, and on today's episode, we are just going to give you a quick update on, you know, where the Rangers and Sabres sit right before they right before they went into the All-Star break, who went to the All-Star game for them, and where they will go as the All-Star break ends. So we'll start out with the Sabres. So the Sabres went into the All-Star break, losing 5-1 to Carolina. But Carolina is a very hot team. 9-0-1 in their last 10 games. Very good team. You know, there shouldn't be anything, you know, upset about that. It's just a really good team. You, I, you wish that the Sabres could be a little more competitive in that game. They didn't look competitive. They were just blown out of the water and overmatched by this very powerful Carolina team. But they, have, they do have some redemption as... You know, they come out of the All-Star break. They were they played on Wednesday, February 1st, and now they don't play for another 10 days. They don't play until Saturday, February 11th, against the Calgary Flames at home. So them and the Rangers are on two different stretches of not playing for 10 days. So this will be interesting to for both teams that it is the rest versus rust how do these teams come out of it? Both teams have injuries. Both teams have concerning play plays and players. Like, you know, how does Tate Thompson come out of this for the Sabres? You know, does Rasmus Dahlin continue his fantastic season for the Sabres as they, you know, come out of a 10-game stretch? Speaking of those two, Tate Thompson was elected to the All-Star game, but did not go due to, you know, just nagging injuries, just, you know, bumps and bruises and stuff like that. So Rasmus Dahlin went instead for the Sabres and, you know, played really well in the skills competition and in the tournament where the Atlantic actually did end up winning the All-Star game. So good for them. And Dahlin did score in their, you know, game, in their winner in the finals against the Central Division. So, but the the Sabres, you know, it will be interesting because the Sabres are in uncharted territory for the first time in almost a decade, they're in, they're fighting for a playoff spot, and they currently sit a point back in the wild card standings, right behind the Pittsburgh Penguins, with fifty six points. Where uh, and Pittsburgh has fifty seven. The interesting thing is, and this is will come in handy, especially down the stretch, is games in hand. Pittsburgh Penguins have a game in hand on the Sabers, so that will be interesting to see if that game in hand will come in come into play between those two. But the Sabres have three games in hand on Washington, and they're only four points behind them. That's a huge storyline going down the stretch for these, you know, these three teams. Is like, you know, the Sabres if they can get a little bit on of a run and start piling up points and you know getting some string some wins together, they could jump Washington and they could be sitting in the driver's seat for a wild card spot in the Eastern Conference and this would be their first playoff berth since 2011 which would be huge for them and they have the schedule to come or they have a good stretch where they're going to win where they can go win 
some easy games and pile up some points. So like I said, they don't play till February 11th, Saturday against the Calgary Flames at home. And then they will travel out west. And you're playing three teams out west that I think the Sabres, if they don't come out with at least five points, it's an unsuccessful trip. If you're going to make a playoff push, this is the trip where you got to pull some wins out for sure. You got LA, who's a team that's currently sitting second in the uh, in the Pacific Division, and I feel that's a team that is as good, you know, equal to maybe a little bit better than the Sabers. But that's a team that you should definitely, if you're going to go into LA, you should at least take a point away from them, if not pick up a win. And then your other two games on Wednesday, the fifteenth of February, and Saturday, the eighteenth of February, you're taking on two teams that are in the bottom half of the league. And that are you know basically fighting for who gets the number one overall pick. You have this, you have Anaheim who is absolutely not good this year. They're in the they are third last in the league with a 5 record with thirty seven points. That is a game that could be interesting because it's a very weak team and such. Could be a trap game, but if you go you have to go into Anaheim and you have to go into San Jose. Two teams that are in bottom five in the league. You need to go in there and pick up two points. You have to go in and win. Your if if they don't like I said if they don't come out with at least five points, which is two wins and one overtime loss, it's not a successful West Coast trip. This is I know they're young. I know this is pressuring, but if they're going to sit in a playoff spot and make a push and you know challenge you know the old guard of Pittsburgh and Washington. You got to go pick up those wins. Go pick up those wins on the West Coast. So it'll be interesting to see how the Sabres come out of the All-Star break and going forward. Now, switching gears to the Rangers. The Rangers are, you know, they went into the All-Star break with a 4-1 win. Coming off a four-game stretch where they went 2-1-1 against, where they lost against Boston. You You beat the Florida Panthers very handily, very easily. You lose the overtime after taking a 2-1 lead against Toronto. And you finish out the stretch winning 4-1 against Vegas. I think I said they should at least try to come out of that stretch with 4 or 5 points. And they did. That's good. That's that's what you wanted to do. And heading into the All-Star break, that's good. Get some rest. Get 10 days off. They have not played in 10 days. Russ versus Russ. We'll see how Jacob Trubo, who's been dealing with injuries, will come out. You'll see how the kids like Kako and Lafreniere come out of the All-Star break. You know, do they have different mindsets and do they reset their mentalities? Does Philip Hedel come out, who's been playing fairly well out of the, you know, down the stretch? You know, does he just continue his strong season, you know, slash breakout season for the Rangers? So it'll be interesting to see how the All-Stars for the Rangers, Igor Shesterkin, Adam Fox, and Artemi Panarin, who have been fantastic for the Rangers all season long. I think they, you know, all three deserved it. Panarin leads the team with 15 points. Fox is in the running for the Norse with 48 points this season. You know, guy's got 10 goals and 38 assists. Guy's a guy's a points machine. He's great defensively, great offensively, great quarterback for the power play. Can't say enough great things about them. So they go, they come out of one stretch, go in, get 10 days rest, and come out and go into a different tough stretch. Take on Calgary, who is a team that I feel is underperforming. They're on the outside looking in. 
in the wildcard chase in the Western Conference where they are tied with Colorado, but Colorado has two games in hand on them. So that's going to be a team coming out of the break with hungry for points. Then you go on and take uh, take on Vancouver, a team that is not performing well and is in a bad spot, really bad spot. And, you know, that's a team that you could hopefully pounce on and get get some crucial points. Friday, they continue their three-game homestand where you will take on the Pacific-leading Seattle Kraken, who have just been astonishing all season. And I think this is a game that's going to be interesting to see how the Rangers do with a team that's leading a division that's very, you know, shaky in a in the the newest team sophomore year. I think Seattle has really flourished and I really like what they're doing. So again, another tough game for them. And then on Saturday they take on like the hottest team in the NHL in the Carolina Hurricanes. Now mind you, the last time the Rangers played the Carolina Hurricanes, they were one of the hottest teams in the NHL. The Rangers put a stop to that with you know, a quick bump in the road for them where they beat them. They beat the Carolina Hurricanes. Can they do it again? Who knows? And then after that, they head to the West Coast. And that's going to be interesting to see how they do on the West Coast because they always, for some reason, they have always struggled going on the West Coast as of late for, you know, in recent years, they've always struggled. And the West Coast trips are always tough. I know I went a little hard on the Sabres, but the Sabres, you know, they have a little bit of a tougher schedule or a little bit of easy schedule on the West Coast than the Rangers do. They got to go play Vancouver, Edmonton, and Calgary. Those are three teams that, again, one's under, all three are honestly underperforming. So that's going to be, that might be a tough stretch because that are, those are a bunch of teams that are going to be hungry for points and fighting for playoff positioning down the stretch. So that is it for this episode of the Broadway Sword Podcast. Thank you for listening. Please tell your family and friend about this podcast. I would really love to grow this podcast and you know bring better, bigger, and better content for you people or for my audience. So, but thank you for listening. Go Sabers. Go Rangers.